Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Thank you for being here today. We have a wonderful lineup of information and encouragement this week. Watchmen on the Wall is here to bring clarity, to help make sense of the world around us. Today, Dr. Larry Spargimino visits with Avi Lipkin about the latest happenings in Israel. And James Collins will visit with author Terry James to look at what the Bible says about our pets going to heaven. We have a special announcement today. Our Fall Prophecy Conference in Columbus, Ohio has been canceled. But don't worry, it'll now be an online conference. Still the same great speakers, just online. Billy Crone, Bill Federer, Greg Patton, Larry Stam, James Collins, Dr. Kenneth Hill, and Larry Spargimino. You can watch all the sessions when you want, as often as you want, from the comfort of your home. Register today for our Fall Virtual Prophecy Conference, swrc.com, and click on Conferences, or call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Our host, Dr. Larry Spargimino, welcomes Avi Lipkin back to the program. Avi will be giving us the latest details and insight into the latest happenings in Israel, including being back on lockdown. My, what a blessing today. I am looking face-to-face with our dear friend from Israel, Avi Lipkin. One of the things I like about Avi, he's got a lot to say. He knows a lot of facts, facts that are true, that pertain to the Bible, to prophecy, and especially to that beloved land of Israel. So we're going to have a great time in this show and also in the next show. Avi, thank you so much for being with us. It's been 25 years that I've been coming here. So I know that road getting off at MacArthur and Melrose and then Beacon Drive. So I know this area with my eyes closed. It's good to be home. Dr. Hutchings said you were becoming part of the furniture. I said, well, not really. He moves more than the furniture does. But anyhow. I sit on all the furniture. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Well, I think one of the things that's uppermost in the minds of many people, actually there's several things, but tell us about former Prime Minister Netanyahu and about Prime Minister Naftali Bennett at the present time. The first thing is I love Netanyahu. I believe that he's the greatest prime minister Israel ever had. He has achieved things for Israel, even up to the vaccinations of the COVID-19. Which and it was I, for 16 years, I think, wasn't it? Well, he had a total of three years from 1996 until 1999. And then he came back again as prime minister for 12 years. He was the longest serving prime minister in Israel's history. And he really took us out of third world nation status, you know, the first world nation status. He brought us into the oil and gas revolution with our deposits in the Mediterranean. We have developed a very special relationship with Greek Cypriots and with Greece. They're talking about, they're working on it, a pipeline for the natural gas from the Israeli area to the Cypriot area. They have gas also, maybe oil also, but they have gas. Then that pipeline goes to Greece, and then from Greece it goes to Italy. And one of the problems, this is a geostrategic situation because we have the Russian gas pipelines. There's a Turkish pipeline from Azerbaijan on the Caspian Sea through Turkey to Europe. So neither the Russians nor the Turks have a monopoly, but they don't like it that the new guys in town, the Israelis and the Greek Christians, are coming out now with their own pipeline. 
and the Turks basically want to take it over and dominate it. And that could lead to a war between Israel and the Turks. Yeah, wouldn't it be a weak link? I'm thinking terrorists could probably mess it up. Terrorists? There are all kinds of ways. If, like, Russia was not happy, Russia could send submarines and sabotage it. So we really do need to have some kind of an agreement with the Russians. We have to have an agreement with the Turks. But that pipeline is a strategic breakthrough that Netanyahu brought about. The economy is doing very well in spite of COVID-19, or some people say the Communist Chinese Party virus. We're doing kind of okay. I think economically we're better than other countries in the same situation. I don't want to talk against people who oppose the vaccine, but we have to remember something, that Israel lost 6,500 people to the COVID-19. Had we not had those vaccinations from Pfizer, we would have lost 20 or 30,000 dead. Some people say, oh, they would have died anyway from the flu or something. But the fact is that Netanyahu did what he had to do. My wife and I got the vaccinations. We're still alive. We're still, I think I'm functioning more now than I was before the yeah, vaccination. I've been, my wife and I have been vaccinated. I'm a pastor and yeah. I've had the Pfizer vaccine in order to make hospital visits. Right. I have to have a little card. So yes. I'm not really an anti-vaxxer, but I'm not too excited about this because it's emergency use authorization. I'm cool toward it. I said, look, if you want to make a visit in the hospital, you need to have a little card. So I got it. You're looking good. Yeah, look at my hair. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, go ahead. <laughs> at first, my wife was virulently against the vaccination. You know, I have my Bible block party. We're going to talk about that eventually. Yeah, that's important. I got invited to go all the way down to the southern port city of Elat. It's also a tourist city. There's a very big messianic group there, and they invite Russians. And they invited me to come to speak. And... <laughs> They don't know me, so they, nobody's going to host me in a home if they don't know me. And I'm a politician. That's the last person you Uh-oh. want to trust. <laughs> they had a daughter who worked in the hotel reservations. And she said, did you get your vaccination? I said, no. She said, well, you can't come here unless you have a vaccination. They won't let you into the city. Mm. I lot. So I said, you know what, Lord? I put it before you. I'm going to get the vaccination. You want to take me? You take me. If you want me to stay alive and work for you? And that's exactly what God has done. God makes me work. So I got the vaccination. Then my wife, who was the ideologist against the vaccinations, my wife immigrated to Israel from Egypt. And they were having a reunion of all the Jewish Egyptian immigrants at the Dead Sea Hotel. And so she had to get the vaccination or not go to the conference. So so she got vaccinated. She had no adverse effect. No, no, neither of us. Neither have oh, I nor my wife. She thinks everything is terrible. But let me tell you, my wife is looking better than ever before. And we're both you think 70- the vaccine did that? <laughs> and we're, we're both 72. We're doing very well. And the first thing I do when I go home to Israel in a month, I'm getting that third vaccine. So they're doing a booster now? There's a third injection, which is a booster. And like I said before, listen, if you believe in God and there's like, say, a 50-50 decision you have to make and you see people dying all around you. I'm here in the States and I'm telling you, a lot of people are dying all around me here. It breaks my heart. But, you know, the anti-vaxxers, they're dying. People get the vaccination. They do get sick. They may end up in the hospital, but their situation is a lot better. And at this moment, I'll also say, people, you need to take zinc peculinate, increase your vitamins, vitamin C, vitamin D, multivitamin. I recommend golden seal. Golden seal is very good for inflammation. The problem is the drowning effect of the lungs filling up with fluid. And if you take golden seal, sweet annie, there are a whole bunch of things you can take. You don't even get to the hospital. And so uh, it's okay.
Besides the fact, I think I had the COVID a year and a half ago. And listen, praise God, you know, I've never worked so hard in my life. You look very good. And you've just come back from some big trips. I've been here almost a month and I'm driving and driving. Today, I'm driving 10 hours. I drove up from Dallas and I have to speak tomorrow morning in Houston. So I'm going to drive back to Dallas, go get a nice steak at the kosher restaurant there. And then I drive down to Houston, get there probably about 10 o'clock tonight to a hotel near the meeting tomorrow morning. So I just get up, have my coffee and go to the meeting. Well, we'll pray for you because you do a great job and travel all over and give people hope. You know what? God is a mafia God. God is saying, are you working for me or not? And I don't want to say no to God. If God says you're working for me, yes, yes, Lord, what are my marching orders today? And so if God is taking good care of me, you know, I'm not complaining. So I'm good. So you think Prime Minister Netanyahu did a good job for oh, okay. whatever. I, yeah. We went off on a tangent. <laughs> and I think instead of two shows, we need to do about five. But the point I'm saying is when a person is sick, very sick, and the doctor prescribes either an antibiotic or some medication, and that antibiotic or medication saves your life. But then when it reaches the expiration date, you throw it in the trash. Now, I'm not saying to throw Netanyahu in the trash. He's a great man. But one of the things I've noticed from my 53 years of life in Israel, that my experience in Israel, is that we have Netanyahu not preparing a new generation of leaders. It's kind of like I feel Netanyahu thought he was going to last forever, and anybody with any talent gets kicked out. Naftali Bennett was the head of the prime minister's office. He was running the show there. Avigdor Lieberman was also. Uh, Gidon Saar also. Moshe Kachlon, who is not active in politics at this moment, was a great minister of housing. Zeev Elkin. You know, all these people, they're really good. And they're conservative, right? The con- no. Same ideology. And right. they got kicked out for personal reasons by Netanyahu. And they're good people. And so they form splinter parties. This new government is a Likud government, but not under the name of the Likud, but the splinter parties. And actually, I'll say something very revolutionary. I am very happy that the left-wing parties are part of it. Even an Arabic party. And I'll tell you in a moment why. This is really a national unity government. It's not just ultra-Orthodox and nationalists. Besides the fact that the ultra-Orthodox are very, very much intent on kicking out all the Christians and Messianics from Israel. You mm-hmm. understand also now yes. why I created the Judeo-Christian party. Right. And it has to be a Jew of the Jews who leads it, who says, I'm not a Christian, I'm not a Messianic, but I love the Christians, I believe in them, they are part of us, they serve in the army, they pay taxes, they vote, they're married to us. We've got to defend them. Netanyahu was married in a Catholic marriage with the ultra-Orthodox. So this is pure poison, and he treated people like poison. Very simply, his expiration date expired. So to sum it up, you think he was a great man, did a great job, but it was time for somebody else to come. Right. Listen, I'm American-born. I believe in term limits for the president. By the way, I believe in term limits for congressmen also. Yeah, you don't believe in a dynasty for the next absolutely 400 years. <laughs> power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. absolutely yeah. Right. One of the good things about this country, a lot of people listening to the show will disagree with me, but I look at American politics like a baseball game. Everybody's there in the stadium cheering for their team, cursing each other, and then after the game is over, it doesn't matter who won and who lost. They'll go out and have a drink. <laughs> so everything goes back to what it was. So you have here in America like a pendulum. You have eight years Democrats and eight years Republicans and eight years Democrats and eight years Republicans. Nobody is in power long enough so that you have absolute power brings absolute corruption. 
So I think that's why America is so great also. I think a concern that a lot of Christians have, and frankly, I have it, Biden is certainly not our favorite. Absolutely. And, and I'm wondering the way he's going yeah. and the way China is arming. Yes. And he just doesn't seem to understand the situation. It looks like, do you think we'll last as a country? So, I, yeah, I like the idea back and forth. But four years could be so long and so devastating that we're just wiped out. I believe that, indeed, the election was stolen from President Trump. Yeah. I'm very, very angry with the right wing fake news. Because after the election, we all knew it was stolen. And I was hearing fake news that, oh, you know, give Trump a month, he'll have all these Democrats in jail. Yeah, we had high expectations. The army will put everyone in jail and nothing. It was all fake news. So now I'll tell you the truth. I get about 200 emails every day. So what I do is everything which is either right wing or left wing, I just erase it. Because if God wants Trump to come back and put these people in jail, I think he should. But I'm going to wait till he does it. I'm not going to, well, you know, they have an audit, but now they're debating the audit in court. I don't want to hear about all that. I kind of think that Biden's a blessing because I think a lot of people are saying, oh, this is really bad. Even Democrats are unhappy. I mean, yeah. this thing with transgenderism, you know, when a female plays against a transgender female. She loses. Yeah, she loses because the transgender female is a, a feminized man. He's, he's a got man, big yeah. lungs, big muscles, and yeah. just doesn't have a few body parts. And then when he shut down the pipeline and all of that here in Oklahoma, 11,000 people lost their jobs. People are saying, what are we doing? You know, it's almost like it's a blessing. Yes. I will say something also. <laughs> and forgive me for being very rough on the American Christians and the American right. I'm really kind of an outsider, and I come here... When you have a Republican president, all the Christians go to sleep. Yeah, you, we feel secure. You have to have a Democrat Party president to make everybody so angry. And I think that's happening now. <laughs> I have to tell you, my best years, I've been preaching in Christian churches now for 31 years. My best years were under Clinton, because Clinton was absolutely horrible. And of course, under Obama. You did well, yeah. <laughs> and how many years have I been doing shows with you and with other Christian ministries? But when the Republicans are in power, they say, oh, we don't need Avi anymore. I think that's an interesting observation because, okay, Donald Trump is on our side. Everybody sits back. But now I see a tremendous pushback. Yeah. I mean, there are all these states that are ruling against critical race theory. Right. I think that's a good thing. In fact, if you look at some of the YouTube videos of parent teachers, school boards, and so forth, some of the parents are really angry yeah. with some of the homosexual stuff and some of the uh, actually pornographic stuff that they're teaching little kids. And I see a tremendous pushback. So I think you're absolutely right. Well, Avi, we're going to have you back. And I do want to talk about the situation in Israel with Iran and right. Hezbollah. That's a big thing. Friends, you'll want to tune in again. This is top stuff. Avi Lipkin is right on the nose. He comes from Israel. He knows what he's talking about. He's been in a lot of churches. Be sure to tune in to our next show. And we have a special offer of Avi's writings that you'll want to hear about. Our announcer will tell you all about that. Pastor Larry and Avi Lipkin will continue their update on Israel next time. To get a copy of their complete conversation, call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or visit swrc.com. In 2022, Lord willing, we will be hosting tours to Israel and Turkey. 
You're invited to join Southwest Radio Ministries on an 11-day Holy Land experience to Israel and Jordan and a nine-day Churches of Revelation tour in Turkey. These tours include all-inclusive pricing that covers entrance and program fees, gratuities, overseas transfers, fuel surcharges and government taxes, and international airfare from New York City. Also included in the price are stays in first-class hotels, transportation in deluxe air-conditioned motor coaches, daily breakfast and dinner, as well as guided tours and Bible studies with both Dr. Larry Spargimino and James Collins. Walk where Jesus walked. See Jerusalem, Petra, and Masada. Experience Bethlehem, Galilee, and Jericho. In Turkey, visit Istanbul, Ephesus, and Smyrna. Travel in the footsteps of the Apostle Paul and see Thyatira, Colossae, Philadelphia, Sardis, Laodicea, and much, much more. Registration is now open for both of these tours, but space is limited on the tours and they're expected to fill up pretty fast. Visit the tour section of our website for dates, complete itineraries, pricing, and payment information. SWRC.com. That's SWRC.com. Experience the Holy Land with Southwest Radio Ministries, Israel, Jordan, and Turkey with Dr. Larry Spargimino and James Collins. Register today at swrc.com or call 1-800-652-1144. What does the Bible say about the souls of our pets? Staff Evangelist James Collins is here now with author Terry James to explore the question, do our pets go to heaven? Bible says in Isaiah 11, verse 6, The wolf shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf, and the young lion, and the fatling together, and the little child shall lead them. The prophet Isaiah described the future millennial reign of the Lord Jesus Christ as a time in which the curse will be lifted from the earth, And here he speaks about a time when the animal kingdom will be restored to paradise. With me today to talk about animals is Terry James. Terry is a best-selling writer who has authored or co-authored dozens of books on Bible prophecy. Today he's here with me to talk about his book, Do Our Pets Go to Heaven? Terry, welcome to the program. Well, thank you so much, James. It's great to be with you again. Well, now, over my years in the ministry, one of the most common questions that I've been asked is, Do Our Pets Go to Heaven? Sincere Christian people have asked me this question, so I really found this book helpful. What prompted you to write, Do Our Pets Go to Heaven? Well, I think for that very reason, that is a question that's in everybody's mind. Uh, Of course, I had pets to die, and so I wondered the same thing, and we decided to do a book with a little bit of investigation, and uh, of course, only God knows the answers to all these things, but we think through the Holy Spirit, we've maybe ascertained a few of the heavenly-type descriptions of animals and their passing into eternity. Well, let's start at the beginning. Now, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Eden was perfect, but without animals, Eden just wouldn't be Eden. When the Lord returns, there'll be a new heaven and a new earth. And since God will fashion the new earth with renewed people, wouldn't we expect him to also include renewed animals? You know, I would think so, especially, you know, I know we won't get into that, but when there's a description of animals in the millennium, and, and of course, white horses that believers will ride back with the armies of heaven will ride back to the Lord Jesus when he comes back. So we'll probably get into some of that, but I think there's very good reason to believe that there would be animals throughout eternity. 
Well, if you're just joining us, my guest on this segment of The Watchman on the Wall is author Terry James. We're talking about his fantastic book, Do Our Pets Go to Heaven? Now, Terry, Tom Horn wrote the first chapter in this book. In that chapter, he writes about animals having a soul. Would you expound on that a little bit? This is, I think, a key reason why we believe that animals will at some point go to heaven. Now, he talks about Ephesians chapter 3, I think it says, basically that death happens to all and all return to dust. But the spirit of man ascends upward, and where the spirit of the animal descends into the earth. Now, what does this mean? Well, I've experienced dying and I think having a heavenly experience. My heart failed and I would make a heart attack. So, and instantaneously, I was in the presence of, of heavenly beings. On Good Friday, of all things, in 2011, I was instantaneously in the presence of heavenly beings. The cloud of witness of Hebrews chapter 12. But anyway, to... I think, yeah, the soul sends us upwards, and it does so instantly to be absent from the body to be present with the Lord. And it says that the spirit of the animal descends into the dust. But here's the thing about it. It says that both have spirit. So that means, you know, anything God creates, I think, is never annihilated. I think it's all going to be always to be there. And the spirit of the animal is no exception, I think. Tom also writes in the first chapter of the book, the question of whether pets go to heaven may depend, some believe, on their covenant relationship with man. Help me to understand what he meant by that. I think Tom meant that, uh, you know, God put mankind, that Adam, over all of the animal life, uh, even had him, had him name animals. And that was a covenant relationship that man had with not only the animal world, but the whole earth at the time. Of course, Adam, when he transgressed by sinning, uh, by following Eve's transgression and also the serpent's leading, he lost that control. And, of course, that's what the Jesus died on the cross for the sins of man is all about. But the fact is that Adam had oversight over all the animals. I think that's a covenant God gave between man and the animal world. Well, now, you and Tom Horn are not the only ones who believe that pets will go to heaven. Several other theologians agree. You cite some of them in your book. Billy Graham is one in particular, and he was once asked by a little girl whose dog had died, whether her pet would be in heaven. And Graham answered, quote, if it would make you any happier, then yeah, he will be, close quotes. What did Billy Graham mean by that? Well, I think he means exactly what I believe. Here's what I think uh, about the animal world. Will they go to heaven? This is the bottom line of the book, in my estimation. Do our pets go to heaven? Here's the thing about it. We were once given that covenant to see over all the animal life as well as all the other, where we lost that and when Adam sinned, man lost that. I believe personally that this, what Dr. Graham was saying here to the little girl, was that if you really want that pet in heaven, and that will make you happy, you can recall that the spirit is still a spirit. It's descended in the earth. But I believe we will have the ability to recall the spirit of the animal, recall the animal we love. If that is truly in our heart to do and it makes us happy in heaven, I think that the God will allow that. That's a strong belief I have based upon somewhat on Scripture, yeah. Well, I remember one day reading in the book of Revelation, in Revelation chapter 19, like you said about Jesus riding out of heaven on a white horse, and I realized there must be horses in heaven, so it makes sense that other animals would be there too. Pets are part of our family, aren't they? They absolutely are, and we've had some wonderful pets, which I write about in the book. They have their own unique personalities, and they're just like furry children in some cases. We get so attached to them, and they to us. I've always heard the saying that a dog, he'll look at you, and, you know, he'll say, oh, you're so great, you're just wonderful, you must be God. 
cats will look at us and says, I'm great and everything, and I must be God. So, <laughs> And dogs treat us like kings and like royalty and like family, and cats treat us like staff. <laughs> well, I found some of the most touching chapters in the book were stories that you wrote about furry members of your family. Would you share one or two of those with us? guy we call Little Jack. We call him Little Jack because he's orange and he had all kinds of beautiful markings on him. He's a smaller cat. He followed another cat we had, which was Jack. He was a big cat. And he, and so we named this one Little Jack. There was a mockingbird at some one point in, in Little Jack's life. Those two became bonded. A mockingbird is flying around outside. That bird would land on the cusp of the bricks there look in the window to see that cat. We let him out, and that bird would follow him. We saw him once. I didn't see him because I'm blind, but they were reporting that this bird would full flutter and fly right by him as he walked up the street and eventually walk on the street with him, hop on the street with him, right beside him, and they would just be like they were going somewhere together. It must have been some kind of a heavenly attachment there, I would have to say, because natural enemy status between cat and bird, you know. But this cat had his own bird is really something. Another thing, another probably the most profound thing, my son, he was about five years old, and he wanted a bulldog. That's all he talked about. He would draw pictures of bulldogs. He had a bulldog face coming out of a stocking at Christmas he drew. He drew the best he could. He drew a little bulldog. And he said, I want a bulldog. I want to name him Butch. Bulldogs at the time cost about $700, and I didn't have the kind of money, didn't want to put the kind of money into that to buy a puppy. But we heard about a friend of my wife and her husband have a UPS route out in the countryside, and he said he kept seeing a bulldog running with a pack of dogs. And he was always behind because he had a little bit of a crippled leg or something. He couldn't quite keep up with them. And if you know bulldogs, they're very slow anyway. They don't have all that much energy. But he was a full bulldog, and he saw him and said, well, you know, you might find that dog, and I can get him, you know. So we used to do what we call bulldog patrol, and we'd all get in the car and go out weekends and see if we could find that pack of dogs. Never did. One day I was sitting here in my office and my wife came in. She had been driving up the highway outside here. And right in the middle of the highway sat a bulldog. He was just sitting there. He's tired, like he was tired. And she said, oh, and it's a bulldog. She stopped the car. She got out and, of all things, started following that bulldog. And she followed him over to this porch of these people's houses. Well, I don't know why, but she picked him up, put him in the car, and brought him home. So I was sitting at my desk, and she brought him in and said, look what I found. We instantly called him Butch. And the thing about it is we had this UPS driver come by sometime later, his wife and my wife were friends, and he wanted to check this dog out because my wife had told him about it. Yep, said, that's the same dog that I saw out in the country, and that's miles away. Guess what this driver's nickname was? Butch. Butch. <laughs> So our little son got his bulldog. Well, this is a wonderful little book, and I know that many people will want to get a copy. The book, Do Our Pets Go to Heaven, is available now by calling 1-800-652-1144, or you can get a copy at our website, swrc.com. In our resource center today, we have Avi Lipkin's book and DVD, Islam in Genesis. Islam in Genesis reviews aspects in the book of Genesis and finds striking suggestions that Islam's threat to the world is prophesied. Get your copy of both the book and DVD for a gift of $25 or more when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. You can also order online, swrc.com. 
That's swrc.com. Tomorrow, Avi Lipkin continues to give insight into what is happening in Israel, and Greg Patton will be living in today's world. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com. Thank you.